Exploring the Word of God together allows us to share in the joy that comes from discovering the words of hope and salvation which overflow from our Bibles. Upper Room Media presents to you this educational, enlightening and entertaining Bible study. Prepare to be transformed. And hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh from you. Now, it came to pass on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all of his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker amongst his servants. Then he restored the chief butler to his butlership again, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he, but he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Um, okay, so... Um Father Tandros Malati, I'll just read a, a part of his reflection here. So, um, Joseph entered prison, not for anything wrong he did, but as a price for the lust of Potiphar's wife. Similarly, the Lord descended to us and passed the winepress, not because of any evil he might have done, but in redemption of humanity that was defiled. In prison, Joseph encountered with the two officers of Pharaoh as though he is the Lord Christ crucified between robbers. So just another comparison there between Christ and um, Joseph. Um, and then, sorry about all the contemplations. They're just so much more eloquent than if I tried to say anything. So St. John Chrysostom states, um, I'll read you the verse first, so verse 7. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his Lord's house, saying, why do you look so sad today? Um, so Joseph lived in prison as though it, it was his own house. Um, would I have noticed that someone else looked sad if I was falsely accused in prison? Or would I have felt sorry for myself? I think we probably would feel sorry for ourselves and feel very angry rather than looking at those around us and feeling like, oh, why are you sad? Like, that's just unbelievable. Um, when we are for others in the height of our care, it moves the heart of God um, to help us. Um, so let's try when we're struggling um, the most in our lives to look around and see who requires help um, and I think God will make us make our tribulation move along just that bit faster um, if we're looking at serving others around us rather than looking at um, ourselves and caring for ourselves and just the fact that he was caring as you know caring for the prisoners as if they're his own family again states a lot about his character um yeah it's he's just a good guy um and then saint john chrysostom characterizes him by meekness um tenderness and obedience um which is all very similar to Christ, um, and he was not ashamed of his servitude, um, and not even ashamed to be in prison. Um, he is just an I am who I am type of guy, um, and has a heart of service. And I've never noticed that about Joseph before, um, that he does actually have a heart of service. Um, so again, St. Joseph was um, prosperous wherever he went and I think the key to that prosperity um, is his heart of service and his kindness and his love for others especially when he's struggling the most um, 
and must be why you know Christ blessed all that he did. Um, and so another verse that I loved was he says, do not interpretations belong to God, tell them to me please. So when the baker and the um, butler were struggling with their dreams, he again, heart of service, went up to them, do not interpretations belong to God, tell them to me please. I love this because he is so confident in his faith in Christ and his relationship with God. Like it's so bold. It's like if someone's struggling with an issue and they're like, and you, you say to them, don't worry, like I'll pray and you'll be fine. Like that, you don't say that, you know, we try to be humble. But he's just so like, I just love it because he actually is really close to God and he can say something like that and he can interpret dreams because of his relationship to Christ. And that would be great if we can all achieve to be that way, just so close to God and so confident in our um, relationship with God that we can say to someone, I'm going to pray for you and you're going to be fine. I think like a hidden um, uh, saint in our church, I don't know if it's so hidden, but Abun Osinos, he's like unbelievable. Like I'm, I don't want to tell you guys my secret, but literally any issue, I just go to him and he like just he knows he'll tell you you're, you're going to be fine this is going to happen and it's fine i'm going to pray for you on the altar whatever every day and like of course if any of us said that like what's wrong with this person but Abuna can say that because he's so confident in his relationship to christ and he every single time he's so accurate <laughs> so um you know he spends every morning at the altar with christ and i think if you are spending that much time with someone you know them so well if it's you know a spouse or a brother or whatever it is you know what the, how they're going to react you know what their um, reaction is going to be so i think that's where confidence comes from and it's okay to be confident in our relationship with christ if we are um you know spending that much time with him um and then again father tadros malati compares so the two officers in Father Tadros Malati's, I'll just summarize it, but he's again comparing Christ um, to Joseph. So the two officers probably refer to the two robbers who were crucified with Christ. Um, the two officers being the um, baker and the butler. One obviously dies, gets hung, and then the other one returns to his position. So the one on the right proclaimed his repentance and took hold of paradise, the right-hand thief, um, to remain with God, while the other one um, stayed in his evil and blasphemy um, and lost his eternal life. And we can refer to the two officers, the baker and the butler, um, refer to the fallen mankind. Some of them crossed over to wrath, um, to paradise while the other in his um, denial lost his eternal life. Um, and then another verse Joseph says, for indeed I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews and also I have done nothing here that they should put me into the dungeon. So um, one interpretation here, this is when he's speaking to the, um, I can't remember the butler or the baker, I think it was the butler, um, to when he gets out, it must have been the butler. When you get out and you go back to your position, um, put in a good word for me with Potiphar. Um, because I've done nothing, so please put a good word for me. It's a very reasonable thing to say, especially since he's helped him interpret his dream. 
one interpretation here, I think it was St. John Chrysostom, is that um, Joseph asking the butler to remember him is in his weakness rather than relying fully on God. Um, and so after that, he stays in the prison for two more years. Um, it's a bit harsh, but potentially, had he relied fully on God rather than someone to put in a good word for him um, with Potiphar, maybe God would have, who knows why he was there for an extra two years, but that's one contemplation. Um, God may have extended his stay so that he can learn to fully rely on him. Um, and while that may seem like terrible to be in prison for a further two years, for all we know, he would have spent more time with Christ, learning to rely on him, um, making him stronger for what was to come. And Joseph was going to rule, you know, Egypt and, you know, make it prosper again. And he had a really big role coming up. Um, and I think God does that with us, especially when we feel like we're waiting for a very long time for something. Um, like, why not now, God? Like, I'm ready, but maybe you're not ready. Um, and this is Christ's way of just um, asking you to be patient and asking you to grow in love for him so that you're able to take on the role that he's about to give you. So I think that's, uh, yeah, I think it's very harsh to look at it that way, but it's also, there's a lot to it. Um, so yeah, God strengthens us in different ways, but when we do feel like we're in tribulation, instead of trying to rely on the people around us, let's put our trust in God, um, in God alone is what he wants, so that we can be ready for what's to come. Um, and then verse 15, for indeed I was stolen away from the land of the, that's the one that I read before, and also I've done nothing here that they should put me into the dungeon. Um, Something also here that's really interesting is that the way he describes the predicament, rather than saying, um, my evil brothers sold me in, you know, for no reason, he, he says it so nicely um, that he was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews. So I think um, Joseph having like a pure heart in the way that he thinks about everything, like there's no evil, there's no... Um, like not one inch of like, you know, anger towards his brothers is just unbelievable. Um, and I think that's again a reason for his success and for his rewards later. Um, and then again, I have done nothing here. This is when he's telling them like, get me out of here, I've done nothing. Um, instead of saying that Potiphar's wife tried to sleep with me, whatever, like there's no blame, there's no, um, and this, he's so right to blame everyone else around him. He's done nothing wrong until now. But the way he speaks, again, is just so kind. Um, and then lastly, I will just read uh, from St. John Chrysostom again. Um, you are aware, of course, that often enough many people who are liable to accusation have recourse to vile abuse in endeavoring to fix their own crimes on others. This man, on the contrary, thought in fact more, though in fact more spotless than the sun and in a position to tell the complete truth in exposing her frenzy and putting himself in the clear, did not draw attention to them. You see, far from desiring the esteem of mortals, Joseph was content with favor from on high and wanted for, for an admirer of his conduct only that unsleeping eye. 
Hence, as he kept silence and endeavored to conceal everything, the loving Lord brought him to wonderful prominence when he saw with approval the athlete under pressure. Um, and then I'll just, I'll just read that um, Saint Ephraim the Syrian um, Joseph as a type of Christ. Um, it's a very nice contemplation of him comparing Joseph and, and Christ. Um, so the youth Joseph from Jacob's bosom was sent to inquire about his own brothers. And just as Joseph's harsh brothers, as soon as they saw him approaching, began to devise evil against him, though he was bringing them peace from their father. So the Jews also ever hard of heart, as soon as they saw the savior said, this is the heir, let us kill him and all will be ours. And just as Joseph's brothers said, let us do away with him and let us be set free of his dreams. In the same way too, the Jews said, come, let us kill him and lay hold on his inheritance. Joseph's brothers, while eating, sold him, slaying him in intent. In the same way too, the abominable Jews, while eating the Passover, slew the Savior. The descent of Joseph into Egypt signifies the descent to, it, to earth of our Savior. And as Joseph within the marriage chamber trampled down all the strength of sin, putting on the bright prizes of victory against the Egyptian woman, his mistress, so too the Lord, the Savior of our souls, by his own right hand descending into hell, destroyed there all the power of the dread and near invincible tyrant. When Joseph had conquered sin, he was put in prison until the hour of his crowning. So to the Lord, that he might take away every sin of the world, was placed in a grave. Joseph in prison spent two whole years passing his time in great freedom, while the Lord, as powerful, remained in the tomb for three days, not undergoing corruption. Joseph, on Pharaoh's order, was brought out graciously from prison as a true type when he easily interpreted the meanings of the dreams indicating the abundance of grain that was going to be. While our Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by his own power, despoiling hell, offering to the Father our liberation. Oh, oops, sorry. When ruling over Egypt, Joseph, having received authority against his enemies, his brothers were brought willingly before the tribunal of the one who had died through them. They were brought to prostrate with fear and trembling before the one who had been sold them to death. And with fear, they prostrated before Joseph, whom they had not wanted to be king over them. But Joseph, recognizing his brothers, revealed them as murderers um, by a single word. But they, when they realized, stood dumbfounded in great shame, not daring to utter not having anything at all to say in their defense, knowing exactly their own sin. Um, it goes on, I might just stop, but yeah, it's very cool. I like seeing the, um, the comparisons between the two. Yeah, glory be to God forever, amen. Does anyone have any questions? a good question. Um, I think when one huge 
difference is when we're defending Christ um, or defending our um, relationship with Christ or defending someone around us, someone that can't be defended, um, then I think you should defend yourself. Um, I think it's it's very hard, obviously, and there's a lot of like grey areas here, but I think the true Christian answer would be to defend yourself um, only when it affects someone around you, for example, a family member or a friend, and you're defending a family member or a friend or Christ. Um, but if it's for yourself, um, and it might make you look a little bit bad, or it's, then it's okay, then we don't defend ourselves. Um, and it, if anything, will lead us to have more humility, and that's a good thing. Um, and we also have to look at the circumstances of what, you know, the outcome of defending ourselves versus not defending ourselves. Um, and if um, not defending ourselves somehow gives us more virtue, then let's try not to defend ourselves. But if um, defending ourselves makes us look better, then we should try to avoid that. I think that's, it's hard, but um, I think that's the goal, is that we, you know, we always need to look at the goal, which is our salvation, and how do we have our, achieve our salvation is through our virtues. And let's try to achieve as many virtues as possible, even if that means not defending ourselves or making ourselves look bad. Um, but I think it's a bit, you know, gray, but generally, yeah. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.